In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today is the first Sunday after the Epiphany, and I want to reflect with you this morning on three things. First, what do we mean by Epiphany? How the baptism of Jesus is his Epiphany? And finally, why this all matters to us? So, to start, what do we mean by Epiphany? We mean, first, of course, a great feast. The feast of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Epiphany of our Lord Jesus Christ, which falls on January 6th, when the church has marked it since the 3rd century. It's a universal feast of the church, and in our church, it is one of seven principal feasts, so right up there with Christmas and with Easter in importance. Historically, the Feast of the Epiphany honored the baptism of Jesus, which we'll say more about in a moment, and this remains the principal emphasis in the Orthodox East. In the West, however, the emphasis has fallen on Christ's manifestation to the Gentiles in the persons of the Magi, those wise men from the East who are led by a star to worship the newborn king. The wise men represent all of humanity, both all the nations of the earth, they're traditionally understood to embody various ethnicities, and also all the stages of a person's life. They're traditionally seen to be an old man, a middle-aged man, and a young man. So in them, all humanity come to worship the newborn king. They are an image of how Christ draws all to himself. Let's think, though, a bit more about this word, epiphany. What do we mean by it? When we say, for example, I've had an epiphany, what do we mean? I think we mean something like that a new way of seeing things has occurred to us, that we now see things in a new light, that the new view of reality has appeared. It's a way of speaking that connects closely with the Greek word of which our English epiphany is cognate, which in its verbal form means to bring to light or to cause to appear. In classical Greek, the word is used of the dawn, the sun appearing over the darkness of the horizon. Interestingly, it's used also of the sudden appearance of an enemy. And here I think of a scene from The Lord of the Rings, the Battle of Helm's Deep, where unlooked for the hero Gandalf suddenly appears on the ridge of the hill to the great astonishment of his enemies. Tolkien writes, There suddenly upon a ridge appeared a rider, clad in white, shining as the rising sun. Over the low hills the horns were sounding. Behold, the white rider, cried Aragorn, Gandalf is come again. The hosts of Isengard roared, swaying this way and that, turning from fear to fear. Down leaped Shadowfax, Gandalf's horse, like a deer that runs sure-footed in the mountains. The white rider was upon them, and the terror of his coming filled the enemy with madness. 
So there, the coming of the white rider is an epiphany. But more than these things, more than the dawn or the appearance of an enemy, when the ancients spoke of an epiphany, they meant most often the epiphany of the gods, the appearance of a deity to a worshiper, a theophany, in other words. Most often the gods were said to appear to mortals in some form other than their unveiled divine splendor. An exception to this general rule is the story of Simile, who longed to see Zeus directly with no mediating form, and consequently, when she got what she wanted, was consumed by the fire of the god's divine splendor. So there's something of a risk in an epiphany of the gods. Our own scriptures, of course, record several theophanies. Think especially of the Lord appearing to Moses in the burning bush, or again on Mount Sinai, as in Exodus 33, when Moses asks the Lord to show him his glory. And the Lord says to him, You cannot see my face, for men shall not see me and live. And the Lord puts Moses in the cleft of a rock and covers him with his hand until he has passed by. And thus, and only thus, is Moses able to bear a glimpse of the glory of the Lord, a view of the Lord's back, as the Lord says, for my face shall not be seen. So summing this all up, when we speak of the epiphany of our Lord Jesus, we are using a word redolent with meaning. Christ's appearing is like the coming of the dawn, like the sudden arrival of the white rider, like, and more than like, the appearance of the gods. Epiphany as theophany, as sudden appearance, as the dawn. We hear these meanings sounding together in a passage from 2 Timothy, where it is written that the saving purpose and grace of God, quote, is now made manifest by the appearing, the word used is the epiphany, of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, that is our great enemy, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And again, St. John writes of our Lord's appearing, his theophany, when he says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only Son of God, full of grace and truth. And again, John says, No one has seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has made him known. And elsewhere, John writes with his voice, trembling with awe and wonder, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the word of life, that the life was manifested and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. We celebrate the epiphany, because in Jesus, God has been made manifest, even palpable. Look at Jesus, and you'll see the splendor of the glory of the invisible God. Touch him, as his disciples did, 
and you'll feel the living God moving under your hand. Indeed, the whole life of Jesus is an epiphany, a theophany. Indeed, the definitive manifestation of the Lord of all. As John Donne, the great 17th century Anglican preacher, put it in a sermon on Christmas, Christ's birth and his death were but one continual act, and his Christmas day and his Good Friday were but the evening and the morning of the same day. And as even his birth is his death, so every action and passage that manifests Christ to us is his epiphany. So how then is this action of Jesus, the baptism of Jesus, in particular, an epiphany. What shines forth when Jesus is baptized? When Jesus is baptized by John in the Jordan, what shines forth is the mystery of his identity. His divine identity is revealed to the world. The crowds see the Spirit of God descend from heaven and light upon Jesus. They hear the voice from heaven say, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Christ's baptism shows him to be the beloved Son of the Father, the eternal Son of God. And more than this, the baptism of Jesus is an epiphany, an appearing of the Holy Trinity. The Son is baptized, the Spirit descends as a dove, the Father speaks from heaven. In the baptism of Jesus, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit appear. The blessed and holy and glorious Trinity, three persons and one God, is made manifest to our senses. His baptism shows Jesus to be what he is, God and man made manifest, as we sing. Now then, how does all of this matter to us? The epiphany matters because what appears in Jesus, what comes to light in him, is God coming to rescue and to save us. God coming to us to be our salvation. We see Jesus in the words of Rowan Williams, as coming out of an infinite depth of God, to lead us back to God, to lead us on an unending journey into the life of God, to lead us from darkness into his own marvelous light, or to turn again to the language of Holy Scripture, what appears in Jesus is the loving purposes of God, which are now made manifest by the appearing, that is, again, his epiphany of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light. Or again, as the aged Simeon sings upon meeting the infant Christ, Lord, mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, to be the glory of thy people Israel. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, Simeon sings. In Jesus, the salvation of God has appeared. 
In him, God our Savior has come, beaming and shining forth like the light, shining out like the light in darkness. Light and life he brings. Therefore, the church rejoices in his epiphany with joy unspeakable. Simeon took the infant Jesus in his arms and saw his face and confessed, Lord, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. We, of course, have not seen our Lord except with the eyes of faith. And we have not touched him with our hands, save only as hidden in the sacrament of his body. And yet, can we not also say with Simeon, my eyes have seen thy salvation. Think this morning about how your eyes have seen the salvation of God. How has Christ been manifest in your life? What are the reasons you have for rejoicing in his epiphany, in his appearing? Think about these things today, this week, and give thanks to God. Or maybe Simeon's words aren't your words. Maybe you can't so much say, mine eyes have seen thy salvation, as, Lord, I want to see thy salvation. Lord, make your salvation shown to me. Maybe you are longing for epiphany, longing for Christ to be made manifest to you, longing for his light to shine in the darkened places of your life. If that's you, then speak that longing to God in prayer. You will be in very good company. Like the psalmist who cries out from the depths, My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Or like Charles Wesley, whose morning hymn expresses a deep longing for epiphany. Listen to what Wesley says. Christ, whose glory fills the skies. Christ, the true, the only light. Son of righteousness, arise. Triumph o'er the shades of night. Dayspring from on high appear. Day star in my heart be near. Visit now this soul of mine. Pierce the gloom of sin and grief. Fill me, radiancy divine. Scatter all my unbelief. More and more thyself display, shining forth to perfect day. Whatever the case with you, whether you long for the light to shine and scatter the darkness of your heart, or whether you rejoice in the ways the light has already shown, may you always set your heart on the epiphany of our Lord, looking to him as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.